Welcome to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. We're talking about the Akashic Records. Are they real? So much has been said about the Akashic Records. So today, Sharon will share with you what are the Akashic Records and why do they exist and how can you access them? That's all coming up right now. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for hopping on again. I'm getting so many great notes. This is Sharon Rose, Psychic Life Coach and Medium, and this is Medium Well Podcast. I don't know what episode it is. We're just having a lot of fun doing these, but we're in the 30s somewhere along the way. And thank you so much to everybody that uh, pops on and sends me a note and Uh, gives me some encouragement because I'll tell you what, when you're not really sure you're doing the right thing, you don't know until people let you know. (laughs) And people will let you know. Before you listen to this particular podcast, I want you to remember, stay to the end, because I'm going to pick a card for you. And well, for you, for everybody, I'm going to pick a card today on past lives. You want to stick around, people. Okay. Today, let's talk a little bit about the Akashic Records. Now, the reason I want to talk about the Akashic Records is, first of all, like everybody else, I know I'm a psychic, I know I'm a medium, and I always shook my head and thought that was weird. Psychics were weird, mediums were weird, until I started to understand the process of energy and the way that that energy works. And even today, I'm still surprised when I do mediumship sessions and spirit comes through and gives me these bits of information that I give to my client and they go, oh yeah, gee, yeah. Like for example, I did a reading just the other day and a grandmother came through and she was talking about Alaska and going to Alaska. And my client said, when we were, when I was a little girl, that was the very last trip I ever went on with my grandma was to Alaska. And uh, she was in a wheelchair and she passed shortly after that. You know, when stuff like that happens to me, I'm totally like, my mind is blown. Their mind is blown. Like, I can't help it. I'm a medium. This will never change. I could do this work for another 20 years. It'll never change. So my reaction is always kind of in awe. I'm very appreciative of the abilities that I've been presented with, uh, the skill that I seem to have. And But when a new thing comes along, it's not really new. The Akashic records aren't really new. But when a new thing comes along, I tend to go, really? Really? I mean, don't you? Don't you tend to go, really? Um, Psychic work, same thing. Now, I don't agree with psychics that predict the future, but the Akashic records actually kind of indicate the same thing, that we are on a trajectory when we ask any questions at the Akashic records, and we may not get the result that we're anticipating or would like to have because we're speaking from our current trajectory now. It always evolves as it's supposed to from where you are. So let's, I'm, I digress. Let me go back. What are the Akashic Records? Let's go there. The Akashic Records have been described by so many different people, some notables actually. But basically, here's, here's the long and short of it, the simple. I just had an experience with the Akashic Records. So this is how it experienced for me. My experience was in a meditation through one of my tutors. And the description was that of a library, which made sense to me because I'm a book fanatic, a Google fanatic. I love to read. I love research. I love information. So a library just made perfect sense. And before the internet came along, that's where I hung out. You'd always find me there. So that felt comfortable for me. Now, some people might find it a database. Um, or even just as a book. 
I had trouble with it just as a book because it seemed like it would have to be one huge book. And how do you read all that? Mm -hmm. So according to the records themselves, there are another dimension called the Akasha. And the Akasha is a higher dimension than the dimension we live in. And it's often described as being on the mental plane. Okay. Sounds weird. I know. But then again, mediumship sounds weird. Okay. Stay with me. In the Akasha, very similar to mediumship and psychic work, mediumship more than psychic work, every concept, idea, thought from the past, the present, and the future is stored. It's stored forever. Okay. It follows along with string theory if you're a Big Bang fan, <laughs> Big Bang buddy. The Akashic Records, basically like a database of what's happening in all the universes that are coexisting together. So, Basically, a record of what will happen, what is happening, or what has happened, because time doesn't have, there's no rule of time in the higher dimensions. It doesn't really apply. And that's the same thing with mediumship. Um, when I'm seeing people who crossed over, they'll show themselves to me so my client will recognize them. But then they'll often switch, and they'll end up in their favorite time period or whatnot. Um, so time is in the Akashic record is, is irrelevant. So 2000 years ago, it's just as accessible as what's happening, going to happen in 10 years. So there's been some notables on the planet who have really done a good job of describing the Akashic records. And you, you if you choose to do um, and meditation, an Akashic meditation, um, you may just decide that... Um, it will appear to you the way you choose. I have a meditation that I'm going to share with you in the next podcast. It was too much to do in this one and the next one. I wanted to give you some information on what the Akashic is first before you decide to go there. But if you do decide to go there, you're going to have the right to be able to understand and interpret the Akashic records, how it suits you. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, my tutor had presented some information and I totally rejected it. I just didn't want it to become something that colored my experience. I wanted my experience to be very unique to me. So when I went into the meditation, I just allowed it to unfold. And it was glorious. It was wonderful. So after I share the meditation process with you in the next um, podcast, then I'll share to you what my experience was. But anyway, here's how Edgar Casey, who was a psychic medium, who really made the records popular. He's how he described them. The Akashic, this is his words. The Akashic record or the book of life can be equated to the universe's supercomputer system. It is the system that acts as the central storehouse of all information for every individual who has ever lived upon the earth. Now, remember something here. If you believe in past lives and you've had roughly a thousand past lives, that's not just you in this life now or the people currently on the planet, but all the past lives as well as the ancestors. Imagine billions and billions of documents or vials of information in this database. <laughs> Makes sense, right? More than just a reservoir of events, the Akashic Record contains every deed, word, feeling, thought, and intent that has ever occurred at any time in the history of the world. Now, when I first heard this a long, long time ago about the Akashic Record, I went, poo-poo, there's no way. Uh-uh. The reason I did that is because I don't want all my thoughts on record somewhere. Are you kidding me? I have some cranky thoughts. And, I, <laughs> and I'm sure you're feeling the same way. Don't take it so literally or so seriously. Don't do it the way I did it. 
it is on the trajectory that you're on now. So if you're running around and you're just in your mind swearing at everybody in the world, well, and it's continual and it never changes, your actions are going to follow that up and your life isn't going to be all that beautiful. And you really won't be that interested in the Akashic Records anyways, because the empathic aspect of you will be broken. Okay, take care of that. So much more simply, a memory storehouse, however, these Akashic Records are interactive in that they have a tremendous influence upon our everyday lives, our relationships, our feelings, and our belief systems, hmm. and the potential realities we draw toward us. And remember that, what I just said there. This is Edgar Casey speaking. The potential realities we draw toward us, which means we create and draw toward us our own realities. Energy matches energy. So if you're in a really negative, toxic, dark place, you're going to have towards you, coming towards you, negative, dark, toxic experiences to match because that's what you're asking for. You create your own reality, okay? They have a tremendous influence upon our everyday lives, our relationships, our feeling and belief systems, and the potential realities we draw towards us. The Akashic Records contain the entire history of every soul since the dawn of creation. These records connect each other to, to one another. Isn't that interesting? Now, there's another notable who wrote the very informative book, How to Read the Akashic Records, Linda Howe. She says something a little different. The Akashic Records offer empowerment and transformation by lending us exactly the wisdom, guidance, and energetic support that we need in this lifetime. Well, I tend to agree with that. I think that when you're on a trajectory, you're going to get what you need anyways to help you move forward. For centuries, the records, the energetic archive of souls past, present, and future possibilities were the exclusive domain of mystics, saints, and scholars. Not anymore. The collective consciousness of the human race has been growing and evolving and maturing. And I've spoken often about the spiritual revolution we've got going on right now on our planet. There are so many people waking up to who they are. We are all psychic. We all have the ability to create our own reality. We all have the ability to project how we want our life to be. We can also um, work as mediums for ourselves at any point in time. The trick is staying in your highest, best self. Okay. This spiritual independence is marked by individuals who know that they have direct access to their spiritual source and who cultivate that sacred relationship. That would be psychics. That would be mediums. That would be shaman. That would be any holistic practitioners. That would be people who meditate. That would be animal communicators. That would be literally anybody working in the energetic realm. And I like her explanation. I think that it makes really good sense. That might be a book you might want to pick up, How to Read the Akashic Records by Linda Howe. So do they really exist? Do the records really exist? You know, when I was in this workshop and, and I learned that we were going to be going on this, this meditation journey to the Akashic Records, and it was a guided meditation. I was like, I'm excited, but I also was kind of doubtful. And I'm what is known as a claircognitive. We get our data, our information through data downloads. We get our information through 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 data. I don't get the feeling. I get the knowing. And so I, I just need everything to be cut and dried and hard and fast. <laughs> and that's just the Claire Cog aspect of me. So if you're anything like me, the concept of the Akashic Records is intriguing. 
But what really got me interested was the similarities I saw between string theory, quantum mechanics and quantum physics and the records. Now, quantum leaping is something that I studied uh, years ago, and that has some parallels to um, to what the records state. Many world interpret world's interpretation of quantum mechanics states that there are parallel universes that exist side by side. Quantum leaping talks about I have a I I want to draw a picture, so I'm going to go on a quantum leap and tap into a time when my my artist aspect was active, and I can learn from my artist aspect and bring that skill back, so I can draw a picture today. That's got that's kind of a quantum leaping in a nutshell, and we can talk more about quantum leaping later on if you guys are interested in that. But this for every action um, that we take, there is an infinite number of universes that coexist at the same time, which is what I just said, right next to us, in which we do not make that action. So my artist might not want to ever learn how to drive a car, but is a good artist. Now I know how to drive a car, but I don't really need that information when it comes to being an artist. I need to learn how to draw the picture I want to draw. So I will step into that parallel universe. And I, because of the quantum leaping that I've had experience with, which is minimal, by the way, I haven't done a lot of it. If you want to know more about it, then I'm going to have to do some more homework. But I really agree that it is a possibility. You can, um, many world interpretations uh, relate to the Akashic Records because they both tell us that there are infinite outcomes for our actions. But there's an outcome that is most likely to happen for every step that we take. For example, in most universes, if you throw a fork at the wall, it'll hit the wall and fall to the floor. But according to many worlds interpretation, there might be a universe out there in which you throw a fork at the wall, it rebounds right back to you and pokes you in the eye or it gets magnetized to the ceiling, or goes right through the wall. And all those potentials go on infinitely, infinitely. So why are people so skeptical? Well, you can't see it, touch it, feel it, or hear it. That's why. People doubt the validity of the Kashic records for a lot of reasons. Um, a lot of them is too, the ones that do attempt to access the Akashic records, they don't get the information back that they really want. Or when they get information from the records, it doesn't work out the way they think it's supposed to. But again, we're on all each our own trajectory. We're in control of our own destiny. So the records will tell us what the most likely outcome is going to be based on that trajectory. Uh, that we're already on. But at any moment, you can decide to forge a new path and you can redirect possible outcomes. So it's easy to doubt the records because it's weird to hear messages in your head. Well, <laughs> it's not weird for a medium that's a claircognitive uh, or anybody that is clairaudient in any way because we get our information, our data downloads and our psychic work too. We get our data downloads in our head. We get information that we have to decipher how to interpret it and share it with the people that it's meant for. So it's easy to doubt. It's really easy to doubt. You might write off the information that's coming to you as your own subconscious thoughts. And you know, that might be the truth. Honestly, who knows? You can choose to believe whatever you want. Um, I know that before I went and trained in England uh, with my mediumship work, I really thought I was crazy at times. There was times I had information and I was like, there's no way I know this. There's no way I could know this. So maybe I just made it up or maybe somebody told me or maybe I Googled it because, you know, claircognitives are voracious researchers and data oriented people. And 
what I, when I got to England, I was literally terrified because I was pretty sure that they were just going to tell me to go home. I needed medication. Pretty sure that I was just a little bit nuts. I decided I was nuts. Then when I got there, they put me in an intermediate class and I went, oh, thank goodness. I'm not even a beginner. Ah, what a relief. And on I went with my career path. Uh, But doubting it, don't feel like you're crazy. If you doubt it, you're right on point. You don't know. I don't know until you know. Okay, until you choose to believe what you choose to believe, however that shows up for you. Either way, by taking the time to tap into the records, you're opening yourself up to a source of knowledge that's more potent than your conscious mind. So whether you believe the information is coming from your highest self or from the Akashic record or from your imagination, it's entirely up to you. Okay, so what kind of things can you ask the Akashic records? Well, the best thing about the records is you can use them as a resource whenever you want answers. Through the records, you can download information regarding any topic or question, as long as the questions are self-focused, if you're reading for yourself and open-ended. In my particular case, I do soul journeys for my clients. Clients often I'll do a soul journey, but that I don't believe that's I don't believe that I'm accessing the Akashic records. I'm accessing information from their higher self. That's who I ask for the guidance. Is it the records? Maybe it is. I don't know. I get real accurate information though. But before we get into why it's essential to avoid um, yes or no questions, because um, I guess that's not a good idea, you need to learn more about the record keepers. Oh, okay. I call them librarians. <laughs> the beings that sort of translate the Akashic records into language we can understand I'll call, are called our masters, teachers, and loved ones. Oh, well, I'm going to refer to them as, you can call them. Now, I'm going to give this to you. You can call them masters. You can call them teachers. Or you can call them loved ones. They're the translators. They're the record keepers. I call them librarians because that's easy. I like the library idea. Library suits my personality. Um, So I'm going to use librarians for the rest of this, but don't be afraid to use masters or teachers or loved ones, okay, for yourself. The librarians are basically our spiritual team. They take our questions to the records and return us to us with an answer we can understand. However, they're not going to put up with idiocy, (laughs) They don't like yes or no questions because they aren't fortune tellers and neither does a medium. I don't, uh, or a psychic, yes or no, yes or no questions are, you know, people will come to me and they'll say, am I going to have another baby? That's a really common one. Am I going to have another baby? And my question to them is, do you want another baby? (laughs) Because they're looking for a yes or no, but it's not up to me. It's not up to me to tell them if they're having another baby. It's up to them. So the Akashic record is the same thing. There's never a simple yes or no answer to most of our human challenges. Your librarians love you. And they want to empower you to make the decisions for yourself. So the intent in going to the Akashic Records is to become more empowered, more aware, and more capable. So they're kind of like really great mentors. And they want you to learn lessons on your own, but they're here to guide you on your journey. Sometimes they deliver information in a way that's almost abrupt. And you can't be offended. I mean, it's just direct. It's just that sometimes our human problems feel very small and silly to them. And they have a lot to tell you about important stuff. Now, if that's the case, then we wouldn't be using our human brain to interpret. We would be using our soul self, right? So 
uh, because our soul self loves us and would never be impatient with us. So I'm actually getting this information off of a file that I accessed on, uh, on the internet. And so I'm just giving you what I've accessed. You interpret it however you choose, okay? So it's helpful to have questions lined up before you open the record, because once they're open, there's a lot of information flowing through it. And it's, it can be overwhelming, and you could end up getting lost. Now, the thing is, when I'm doing work with mediumship or psychic work, I often ask my questions that my clients that have information on what area of your life you want me to go in, because I can go down a whole lot of different areas. You've got your life is very, very big. Cashic records are the same thing. So how to access the Akashic records? Um, before the present day, only very mystical and devout people were considered could tap into the Akashic. But amazing teachers like Linda Howe and Helen Vonderheide are teaching people like us, our little simple selves, how to open and use the Akashic records. Linda Howe is quite active in this, and she's written many books on and on the records and the predominant modern day source on is the modern day source on how to open them. She's also created a certification program in which you can become a certified Akashic records reader if that's something that really turns you crank. She has a select number of teachers around the world who could lead certification programs. However, anyone can open the records through the pathway process prayer that Linda created. Uh, no special certification needed. So Remember that, maybe get pen and paper, write this down, pathway process prayer, okay? And that's Linda Howe that created that. And she, that will give you access into the Akashic Records. I have a meditation that comes from Marie Manchuri. Uh, Helen Vonderheide also is a master teacher. She learned under Linda Howe, and she's one of the most preeminent certified Akashic Record readers in the United States. So she's an incredible teacher who hosts regular certification programs in Los Angeles. Hey, maybe we should go on a field trip, eh? What do you think, guys? <laughs> I learned and became certified. I didn't. The person wrote, who wrote this did. Uh, as an Akashic record reader through Helen. And she really thinks that Helen is just amazing. And, you know, sometimes having somebody that has taken the training through someone is the best way to know whether they'd be a good mentor for you. One of the things I want to point out to you here is that there is a huge, huge field of study inside the spiritual world. The Akashic records is a part of that. And it's not something that I know as much about as somebody say, um, Linda Howe or Helen Vonderheide. I just wouldn't have that kind of information. It hasn't been a life work for me, but I enjoy it. I have fun with it. I know now how to access it and I go there for myself. I do soul readings for clients, but I don't ever, never considered it Akashic record access. Um, again, who knows? Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, I like it the way that I do it. So what happens when you go to the Akashic records? Well, first of all, in my particular case, I went into a meditation. So uh, what the suggestion here is very simple for your physical self. It's very difficult to go into the Akashic records through meditation if you need to go to the washroom or your stomach's growling or you're in a really loud, distractive environment. So take care of all that before you're settled, okay? And then you can go ahead and go into a meditation or the process path, pathway process prayer, which is available on the internet. Just Google it, pathway process prayer. When you do, you might feel different than you usually do when you meditate. You might not. Um, 
not meditating previously though could really maybe challenge you in regards to being able to be focused. In my particular case, I had a really great experience, which I'm going to go into next week, but let's keep going. Now it suggests, these are suggestions. Sometimes you'll hear voices. Sometimes you'll see images or you'll feel a deep sense of knowing. Other times you might need to sit for a while before anything comes through. Everyone is different and all people have unique intuitive gifts. And if you know that you lean toward any of the five clairs of clairvoyance, there's a good chance that's how messages from the records will come through to you. So once you've got your bearing and you're at the records and you've met your librarian, remember, or your master or your teacher or your, your loved ones, once you've met them, remember, you can now ask your questions and you've got to be patient. You might need to rephrase your question if the answer is not coming to you. Try not to judge because information flows and sometimes it doesn't make any sense, like at all. For example, when I did a reading for a client and I got Brussels sprouts and she didn't know what the heck it meant. I didn't know what that meant. And it was her grandmother that gave us the info. She went home. Her husband told her, yeah, remember the Brussels sprouts in the stocking of the of the Christmas stocking? It was a joke. It was something they did. It was funny. She forgot about it. Um, so it doesn't make sense sometimes, like at all. One time, um, the person that wrote this was wanting to meet her person. And she, so she was looking for a relationship. She says she's almost always looking for somebody to love. She's always looking for love. Anyways, she says that her response that she got, because she asked the question, what do I need to do to meet my person? And the answer that came back right away was start wearing flowers in your hair. And she thought that was the stupidest thing she'd ever heard. So she said, why? And her librarian explained that she needed to start taking better care of herself and that she would personally feel happier when she had flowers in her hair. And that would make her more magnetic to the world around her. Look how simple this is. Eh? So if something's totally ridiculous comes through or you don't understand the message that you get, don't forget, you can just ask your librarian to clarify. Honestly, it's just a good life hack. And when in doubt, ask for more clarity. Remember to close the records when you're done, which means saying goodbye, perhaps uh, giving your librarian a hug, or however you choose to interpret your farewell or, or the goodbye. Okay. In conclusion to this particular podcast, uh, next podcast, we're going to go to the Akashic Records. I will take you on a journey there. I'm going to do a meditation that is modified from one that I learned from my mentor and teacher and um, see how you do. But they're a pretty amazing tool that anyone with an open mind can use. And personally, I really have enjoyed my journeys to the Akashic Records to ask about everything from what, I, what I'm looking for. What, how can I be more on purpose with my, my talents and skills? Um, how can I be more balanced? What is it I'm not taking care of myself? What should I be doing different? So many uses in so many situations beyond just the esoteric or the spiritual world. Okay, I mentioned before when the podcast just started that I was going to pick a card uh, and I was going to pick a card on past lives, which I'm going to do. The past life cards that I'm using were created by DV and Brian Weiss. So the card is health. Let me read what that represents. 
Here's the meaning for this card for you. Your relationship to health and healing is influenced by other lifetimes. You may be suffering from a physical problem that was inflicted upon you during your last life. Perhaps you reincarnated so quickly that you didn't have time to deal with the underlying issues. Your physical health has caused you hardship, yet it has also taught you a deeper level of compassion that you could have learned in a healthy body. Isn't that the truth, eh? Isn't that the truth? You've also developed healing skill and that can benefit others. And you may already be known as a healer. You may already know you're a healer. This knowledge was acquired in previous lifetimes as well when you performed healing for others. So back then, your earthly needs were likely taken care of by the community. So you may struggle with the idea of charging money for healing work in this life. It's helpful to know that in this current Western society, everyone must charge for their work including those who provide spiritual basic service. Now, let me tell you something about that just for a second. That's the card. That's the card for today. If you're doing holistic work and you're not charging for it, then you're losing energy and other people are not going to be benefiting as much as they could if they weren't exchanging energy with you. Money is an energy exchange. Hey, everybody, that's me. That's it. I'm going to sign off now. Remember to tune in to the next podcast where we're actually going to go to the Akashic Records. I'll take you on the journey and you can decide for yourself. Is it real? Is Am I crazy? Are we all nuts? Or is it a really fun space trip? Take care, everybody. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.